0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the 5th and 10 fantasy podcast. My name is Will. I'm joined here by Anthony and Andrew. In this episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about week 4, highlight the top uh, projected players at um, really every position, uh, and with that, we'll add in our extra commentary as to who we we think might jump into the top 5 or maybe jump in close that's projected pretty far out, as well as who we think might uh, not you know might be over projected and might be worth uh, watching out for so with that i'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to
1: anthony to get into quarterbacks uh yeah so the top five quarterbacks projected this week is uh drew Brees, number one uh he is on the road in san diego he has an afternoon game so that's good for him because he has to travel but he doesn't have an early start um, then we have philip rivers who's on home against new orleans Um, So that's probably going to be a high-scoring game, I would say. Yeah, that's going to be a shootout.
0: No Mm -hmm. way. Uh, And then number three is Cam
1: Newton, who is coming off a bad week. He is on the road versus Atlanta. That might be a little sketchy.
0: No, I think that's going to be another shootout.
1: Yeah, Atlanta's defense is very good. And Kirk Cousins is at home against Cleveland, so maybe he can finally throw a touchdown.
0: He had two last game. Thank you very much.
1: And then rounding it out is Andrew Luck on the road at Jacksonville in I believe they're playing in London.
2: Yes, they are playing. In uh, yeah, they're
1: at playing 60, in London.
0: I believe that is the London. Six thirty
1: a.m. Yeah. So, what do you guys
2: think about the top five QBs or other QBs on this list? Well, the top five is kind of interesting. I believe, like with the combination of Andrew Luck, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting play for him at that top five. We don't really know. How well he's gonna yeah. do f- with that flight over across the ocean towards in Europe, so uh, it's it's gonna be an interesting play. Obviously, it could definitely mess up with the defense with the Jaguars, and so it, it it'll be interesting to see what he puts up. Yeah, that's just a weird game all around. Normally, I think just for both teams, but I think it's it be less be. it's less defense, more offense, and that kind of assist it setup. It definitely
0: I mean. could be. I I'm not necessarily worried about Andrew Luck having a terrible game, but. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he did slide out of the top five. I still think he's startable in most leagues unless you have a very, uh, you know, another very competent other backup to be playing. But chances are if you went Andrew Luck earlier on in your draft, you probably tried to stock him in other positions. You probably aren't sitting on a bigger player uh, or another you know,
2: really strong backup to play. Yeah, a QB that's interesting that could sneak into the top five. I think it might be Andy Dalton against. He's at home against Miami. Miami has looked a little susceptible against um, the pass. Yeah, they so far this really, year
0: they did not look good against Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's not a very good team. Yeah, and, Miami, and They, I mean, they gave him a run for their money there. So yeah, Miami's on the
2: road this week, so it's definitely not going to be helping them out being away from their good old territory in Miami. Florida.
0: Yeah, he's he's just barely projected out of the top. Five, I think he's seven, but yeah, definitely could see him make his way in. The other two, two quarterbacks, I think that if you're looking at the top five, you might have some concerns about. Would be Philip Rivers and Kirk Cousins. They both have great matchups, and that's why they're projected where they are. But they're not; they're both of them aren't really quarterbacks that you see having top five performances too often. I mean, they've had their moments, definitely, especially Kirk Cousins as of late. Uh, previous season and that towards the end of the last season he hasn't had it this year he has you know he's really he's moved the ball well struggled to put it in the end zone I think if he can put it in the end zone that's really that's really the hump he needs to get over that's all it's going to take at this point is if he converts you know one or two more of those drives you're talking about a guy that's no longer getting 18 to 20 or so points you're talking about pushing more that
2: 30 point range once once you hit near in that 30 range on average that means you're top. You're near the top five in quarterbacks. Yeah, and he definitely. He just needs to finish drives. So that's basically his problem right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Kirk Cousins could definitely have a great game. I definitely think he could be top five. Uh, same goes with Philip Rivers. I mean, New Orleans, their defense is just
2: bad. Yeah, it, and, and it de- definitely the the matchups definitely show why they're definitely in the top five.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Chargers and Philip Rivers, they've looked good throughout the season. They've had their moments. They've also had their moments where they've struggled at times. So you don't yeah. necessarily know which Phillip rivers and, and uh, chargers offense you're going to get. I still think, uh, and I think most of us here, we've talked about the Chargers. We've said that a lot of people will be sleeping on them and, and maybe not as much now, but I still think he's definitely capable of having a putting up top five numbers. I just think if you have a different quarterback that you're looking at or someone you feel a little more confident in, who's just projected just out of the top five or so, I wouldn't I yeah. don't think it's crazy to think that you would go ahead and start them over at Kirk Cousins or at Philip Rivers if you feel more comfortable about it because yeah. I think Kirk Cousins and Philip Rivers have really high ceilings and that's why they're projected where they are but their floor isn't necessarily my, my as obvious. safe as yeah. somebody like maybe an Andy Dalton or something in that case
2: yeah. <laughs> Who also has another good matchup, but then also hasn't had any um, turmoil in regarding to his position at either wide receiver or the inability of his offensive line to protect protect him like Andrew Luck.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Drew Brees against San Diego, he probably has a pretty good shot at being in there, I think. Oh, yeah, San Diego yeah, hasn't looked bad, but Drew Brees is somebody I would be—I would have more confidence in. I think, it's one of those things, the offense
2: runs through Brees. Brees is going to definitely be passing the ball over 40, almost 40 times a game, especially the, most of the times that they're going to be down with that bad defense. So mm-hmm. yeah. he's definitely going to be playing catch-up most of the time.
0: And I think Cam Newton, he's projected third, at least in our league, probably in those things because I was just... Is- fairly standard, but uh, I wouldn't have too much concern about him. I mean, rough week against the Vikings, but their defense is just very I mean, their defense is very stout. They're a good defense. I think against Atlanta, you're going to see a lot more of a shootout. Uh, Drew Brees didn't turn in a bad game. I mean, they lost that game, but he still put out, he was very fantasy relevant. Yeah, you only only had one
2: pick, but that was on an amazing play by the defensive back. Yeah, look, that was a great play. That's... Uh, it that.
0: wasn't an errant throw necessarily. Yeah, no, it, it was. A, just, it was just a good play. It was a good throw. So to back time. The route, I definitely, I definitely think. think Cam will will put up numbers this week. I, there's been some concern about what, how he's played in some games, but you got to look at it. He's played some top defenses, so he's going to get Atlanta this week. A stardom without fear. He's going to put up yeah. numbers. Maybe he won't be top five. Maybe other people will have huge weeks that will push him out. But he's going to put up numbers for you. Uh, I don't see any reason not to be starting him this week. I, you'd have to be absolutely stacked at quarterback to even be considering. I think not starting him this week, and, and even then, I think I, I think I start him over Drew Brees.
2: Yeah, I think he, could he, 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 he's an interest. He's an interesting play. It's, he's definitely one of those where if you have any quarterback kind of in that top ten, in that top five range that that we have projected, you should be pretty confident in that that he's going to put you up some. Uh, some solid numbers for this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, of the top five we listed, Cam Newton's the one I'm most confident in Yeah, staying there. I mean, that's not to say I'm not confident in the other ones. I just think I could see them falling out well before Cam Newton.
2: Yeah.
1: Cam, Cam
0: Newton's a start.
2: Anything to add on to the QBs tagging? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm just going to throw a couple names out there that I think might have a bounce bad week or, you know, keep up a good week. I think I like Stafford's matchup on the road against Chicago because Chicago's team just has not looked good this season. Um, I do like Dak Prescott's matchup against San Francisco this week. He's coming off a solid week. Um, one guy I think that is um, where was he? That's going to have a uh, tough week possibly, and that's Eli Manning, who's going to be on the road against Minnesota. Who's just defense yeah. this year has looked no. ferocious. You, uh,
0: don't start Eli Manning. Uh, you've got there's. I'm willing to bet there's a better option out there on the waiver wire. Definitely, I mean Dak Prescott maybe maybe even a Kirk Cousins. It's possible Rivers could even be out there. I know he's out there in uh, plenty of leagues. Well, I guess not plenty. I'm looking at it now. He, he has been added up, especially after his huge week. But he, he's out there in 10% of leagues. So he's definitely something to look at. Cousins is out there in about 30% of leagues. Andy Dalton's in there, it, or is available in over a third of the leagues out there. Dak Prescott is out there in, like, 60% of leagues. Even I would even start Joe Flacco before I would start Eli Manning. Ba- and Flacco's out there in 75% yeah, of Yeah, he's at home moves.
2: against Oakland's defense, and Oakland has been very susceptible to the pass this year. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I mean, if you have Eli Manning, unless you're in, like, a two-quarterback league or something or a super, super deep league... There is there should be somebody out there There's better that options you, than Eli. you could stream
2: in this weekend. And not to mention Eli is in Minnesota, so that is not gonna Yeah, help they've him.
0: they've shut down I mean, we they shut down Rodgers. they shut down Cam and
1: Two great quarterbacks. Both shut of them down both of them
0: bat. are better quarterbacks than Eli Manning as far as I'm concerned, at least as of late. Uh I haven't seen anything from Eli that necessarily makes you Want to put him? I think at that range, at least in my opinion, yeah. he's not bad, and he's relevant on certain weeks. He's not relevant this week. He's not someone you want to be starting, and if you are, be worried because it's I. I would not be I would not be counting on him to hit big numbers this week.
1: Yeah, uh, let's move on to running backs. Um, the top five projected running backs going to week four. Uh, number one is a guy coming back from suspension. That's Le'Veon Bell. He will be in the Sunday night game against at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. So plenty of Le'Veon Bell owners out there are going to be very happy to see him back. Um, number two is running back for Houston Texans. That's Lamar Miller who will be at home against Tennessee. And the third guy is going to be David Johnson, the Arizona running back, at home uh, against the LA Rams. Uh, number four is going to be Melvin Gordon at home against New Orleans. We talked about that previously. It could be a very high-scoring game. And rounding it out is going to be Mark Ingram, the running back for the New Orleans uh, Saints. And he's going to be on the road at San Diego. Um, Out of that top five, and C.J. Anderson's right there too. He's going to be on the road at Tampa Bay. Um, Andrew, who do you think out of, let's say, that top five or six possibly will be the number one this week? Could maybe jump from number one.
2: Uh, It's definitely an interesting it's an interesting group It's kind of you when you, obviously Le'Veon Bell has that star potential, but we don't know how well he's going to play in his first game back. He was out for about half the season last year with his ACL injury. And plus he hasn't played anything, any amount really this year recovering from it. So it'll be interesting. He's projected a lot of points, but it's interesting to see how well he does with or how Rams much they the, use or, him. Yeah. It's that one's a little on the iffy side I'm like Lamar Miller. He's going to see a lot of a lot of usage. Yeah, he's used a lot in that offense. Yeah, like David Johnson's yeah, I, a good he in PPR. Doesn't have a
0: touchdown though, if I'm not mistaken, right? He, I don't think he's put one in yet.
1: Uh, he I don't know he has yet. not. No.
0: So this might be the week to see that turn I mean, he's still better. He relevant, getting it. He gets a ton involved. of rushing
1: attempts. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. a matter of time.
0: Yeah. Look, he's going to put one in the end zone at some point, uh, even without him doing it though. Especially if you're PPR, you're you're getting double digit numbers out of him, so you're happy about that. Uh, you just you definitely would like to see him get into the end zone against Tennessee. I think it's definitely
2: this could be the week. Yeah, it, it's just it's just interesting trying to figure out that top running back. I'm like, you could see maybe Melvin Gordon hitting big against New Orleans' defense. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lot Freeman, of potential there. How Freeman and Tevin Coleman looked good against New Orleans' last one.
0: I think I, I mean, the one thing I also but say about Le'Veon is like you're saying the concern is how much he's going to play, but. Uh, coming from Mike Tomlinson, uh, I mean they're saying that he's
2: he's gonna be out there full, just like any of like oh, yeah, normally they, would be. I mean, they, they, they it's, said they said he's, be on Bell show. They said that he was gonna that he's fully healthy from that knee injury. Because he could have, pro- they said he could have started week one, Yeah. but he, they said with those, those three weeks off from the suspension, that just allowed so much more time for him to become fully healthy. And now they're saying he just basically is a full go. He'll probably see over 80% of the snaps.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's going to be out there. He's going to be doing the bulk of the work. You have him, you start him without a doubt.
2: Especially not to mention the Steelers like the game plan around him and you get you get plenty of action I mean, towards look him. If you
0: look at what DeAngelo Williams has been doing, at least in our league, And, granted, probably not after this week, he probably did slide back, but after the first two weeks, he was the number one fantasy running back. Yeah, and like,
2: DeAndre Williams is 33, he is older. He can play, but he's he's not Le'Veon not. He's not as talented as Le'Veon, but obviously that's what makes the player special, and Obviously, Le'Veon's in a contract year, so obviously he's going to be wanting to put up big numbers and, and want to that show suspension. that he can stay healthy. So, I mean, by the contract, the Steelers will offer him a good contract.
0: Yeah, and after that, uh, you know, after the suspension, he's going to want to, you know, get out there and really show yeah, what he's definitely. got. So he'll be chomping at the bit. He'll be out there. He'll put up points, especially when you're in PPR, because he's going to catch the ball. He's going to put up points catching the ball there as well. Yeah. Uh, on the topic of PPR, though, I will say, and this guy's. Fair, I mean, he's pretty far out of the uh, top five. I want to say he he might be sneaking into about he probably sneaks into about the, somewhere in that top twenty range is is uh, Charles Sims. and he has a tough matchup against Denver this week. And you know last time we saw the Buccaneers face, a I would say a, a more competent defense and uh, just overall team. Uh, was Arizona and and we you know, Arizona trounced them and Sims didn't really see the ball very much he, and that was the game Martin got hurt so he didn't have a full game per se of you know him being the main guy there but the, the offense just never got it going so Sims never really got it going against Denver it's going to be iffy especially you know now that their offense is looking yeah, a little more it's sound
2: in, it's in Denver too so yeah, that's a, that's another he's an too. he's
0: an iffy start but what I'll say is if you're in a PPR
2: he, he's definitely he's worth definitely a play, worth especially a play. if you have people on bye and yeah. or you have players injured right now because, obviously, if you had Doug Martin and you picked up Sims, you're going to be probably wanting to play him because you don't may not have another option. Here's
0: the thing. Von Miller's going to be come ripping around the side. There's going to be all that. James isn't going to have a chance to be throwing the ball too deep too much. He's going to get pressured. He's going to have to dump it off. Sims is going to be the yeah, guy. He might, he might be the guy that the benefits gets like, eight seven Sims, eight receptions. Sims is not the kind of guy you want to see catch it in space. He can make people miss. We saw it week one against Atlanta. He made like five or six people miss on his way to the end zone. So, uh, you know, he's going to get all the rushing attempts, which don't expect a lot from the rushing attempts probably. I mean, Denver going to be a pretty sound defense, but his value really comes. If you're in a PPR, he's good. I think there'll be catches there. And I think he could, he could definitely benefit from that. Now, if he manages to sneak into the end zone, that's even all the more better. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to end up top five. That would surprise me if he does. But He's someone who I think is undervalued. Um, his projection's still up there in our league anyway. I mean, he is projected twelve point three, but I think he could. I think he could get there, and I think he also has the potential to to exceed that if uh, if the game goes, plays into a lot of short passes his way and everything. So <clears throat> he's someone you might. Uh, he's not available in many leagues, and after last week, he should be owned in most active leagues but if, if you're you know if you have them sitting on your team and you're looking at a couple running backs and you're like i don't know but you look at that denver matchup and are like that scares me scares me i'm gonna go with the guy that i you know feel a little safer in maybe or somebody else uh you know my piece of advice would just be don't be too scared by that because denver could it could play to sims advantage
2: there Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely going to be wanting to play the, the better player, but obviously if it's an obvious clear matchup discrepancy it's, uh, of whether or not you're going to play him or not, you, yeah. might, you might as well go with the matchup because obviously the matchup can play huge, huge differences, obviously, mm-hmm. against a great defense. Yeah,
0: I mean, you got to look at it, though. They have great cornerbacks, and they're going to be marking Evans and Jackson and Humphreys and whoever else out there. So that's the other thing: is if they're marked, he's going to have to dump it down. So I think that plays into his advantage. I mean, you look at it, and Denver is ranked 20th in terms of giving up uh, points to the to fantasy running backs. So I think that kind of plays into that narrative a little bit of maybe they are getting catching those dump dump offs uh, from time to time and adding in some points there. So he's yeah. he's someone to just keep an eye on. Someone to if you're on, you know on the bubble about him. He's, he's worth the play, I think, in, in most leagues, unless you're pretty built up at running back. Yeah, so, so Dagger,
2: you got anything to add on the running backs? Yeah,
1: one guy I think that's right on the edge of the top five, and that this week is Ezekiel Elliott, who um, rushing yards-wise, he had his breakout game. In week three, he had 30 attempts. He got 140 yards. One thing we will mention is he did lose two goal-line carries. That turned into touchdowns, one for Dunbar, one for... So that's one thing to possibly look at. But, you know, he's up against San Francisco's rush defense because the last two games has given up over 130 yards rushing. That's one thing to look at. He may be a guy who can jump. He's right on the edge of the top five. Yeah. He could definitely ju- He would probably – he could probably, I him rushing for another 100 yards. It's just will he get that touchdown. Um, we don't really know exactly why he didn't get the goal line carries. Possibly it's they're afraid of him fumbling the ball, which I, he has I had the problem the first two weeks. part of has
0: got to also be – got to realize they're playing the Redskins – Alfred Morris after last season, I mean, they they disrespected him and and not really playing him. Uh, I don't. It's hard to say what was going on there, but I think part of that was also giving Morris a chance to get a little payback, you know. So I don't think that we're gonna see Ezekiel Elliott have a bad game. I think, like you're saying, he will put a put up points. You got to think about it. He's playing Washington. Not the most stout run defense, not the most stout defense in general. But anyway, I think that it's I think that it's a pretty good uh, I think it's a pretty good matchup. He's got the Bears the following week, so there's there's some good matchups to be coming there. Expect expect good things out of him. But like you are saying, uh, the goal line carries that is something to keep an eye on. That's something to be concerned about with Elliott for sure. And if he's consistently not getting those goal line carries. Uh, you know, you might want to sell high on him after after he Couple plays the wins. Bears because he's gonna. I mean, he's in a good position. He put up against Washington. He should put up against Ce- uh, not Seattle, uh, San Francisco, and he should be able to put up against Chicago. He played Chicago last week.
2: Yeah, okay. He's
1: playing New Orleans, or He's playing. Um, he's playing San Francisco this Texas week. This he week. Who's Chicago. giving up a lot of
2: uh, Another guy yeah, could possibly I start yeah. doing better
1: now with Jeremy Laperdown, that's Jordan Howard who we talked about in the last episode. He's up against Detroit's defense who rushing their rushing defense has not been good this season. So he's a guy maybe that is outs you know, he's probably he should he I can see him in the top twenty this week. Possible waiver pickup that you could pick up and start. Um he did have over he had forty rushing yards, but he did also have forty receiving yards, so that's one thing to look into. Um, anything else you guys want to add on running backs before we move on to wide receivers?
0: Um, I don't think so. I just was totally off on Elliot a little bit, mixing up my weeks. But, I mean, the same holds true with Elliot. is if he's not getting the uh, touchdown carries, just be alert, I would say. <clears throat> be yeah. aware and, and do consider selling high.
1: So uh, we're going to move on to wide receivers. In the top five projected wide receivers, number one, not a surprise, Antonio Brown, who even with their bad... Um, Bad game they had. He still put up twelve receptions for 140 yards. Um, he's projected number one. He's going to be at home against Kansas City in the Sunday night game. Um, we got second, number two uh, projected wide receiver is uh, Julio Jones, who's coming off a very bad week. And Julio Jones is going to be on at home. Will be against Carolina. Number three is Odell Beckham Jr., who is projected third. He'll be on the road at Minnesota. That's a little iffy. We'll get into that later. Um, Number four guy cracking the top five for projections is a surprise. He had a great week three, and that's Marvin Jones. The wide receiver for the Detroit Lions will be on the road against Chicago. And rounding it out will be A.J. Green at home against Miami, who is in the Thursday night game. And right behind him is also Jarvis Landry, who will also be in the Thursday night game. Um, so, Andrew, I'm going to go ahead and shoot it to you. Who in this top five um, is
2: – who would you say – would you say Marvin Jones is a big surprise being in the top five? Um, he, he's – there. I think he's, he was in the top five just based on what he put up last week, obviously, 205 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Not many players are going to ever see that in a fantasy season. So, to be honest, he, he, he's worth a top ten – Placement just based on the matchup against the Bears, um, but yeah, overall he's most likely going to see around the ten to ten to fifteen mark in most most matchups. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how he goes from there. And maybe who knows? Maybe he puts up consistent numbers and scores twenty plus in mul- more multiple weeks, and he gets into a top ten almost every week. I don't know. I think it, it, he had a it, great it, week. It, it it's, it's one of it's one of those things. Is he had a great week, but then his weeks before still weren't that bad. We're still good. They in weren't the bad. PPR they leagues. definitely
0: they definitely weren't bad.
2: In PPR leagues they were good. I but I do have a leagues, hard then...
0: time saying that he's gonna be a a top five. I mean it it is a good matchup. Uh, yeah, I'll, it, I'll definitely give it that. It it's Hard to
2: say top but, five, but I would say probably around like the ten range. He's,
0: he'll put up numbers. Look, he's he's a good start this week. He definitely is. If you've got him. You're probably starting him unless you're really. You just
2: gotta got make sure you you, you you can't can't have that ceiling so high for him. Just be just based on you put up so many big numbers for one game. You gotta you gotta keep that ceiling at a limited expectation.
0: Yeah, just don't expect don't expect two hundred yards and what, two touchdowns, eh? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you don't you, expect you, that. You should be expect, it's definitely not gonna you happen.
2: You should be expecting maybe around like the eighty yard range and maybe a touchdown, but like seven or seven. Yeah,
0: that's a lot more that's a lot more uh, reasonable. I don't see him I don't think he breaks 200 more than maybe maybe one more time this year. He might break 200 again this year.
2: Yeah, well, Staff- Stafford is a gunslinger. So he is. We we know he's definitely going to be throwing up the passing yards every every week. So it will be interesting to monitor his progress. He definitely throughout is, the year.
0: I mean, you look at it, when he had Calvin Johnson. Calvin would break 200 maybe two
2: three, three times, times a year. A year. Yeah. One thing Jones that's is good, not going to outperform that. Jones no, no, could, no.
0: but Jones is—he showed it last week, and he could, I think, break two hundred once at most, twice. But I think it's—I think he's got one more two hundred-yard game potentially. Matthew
1: Stafford play. this season has averaged at least forty passing attempts each game, which—and it looks like which Marvin Jones is his number one
2: receiver. Oh, this definitely. Yeah, he has. Tate has—he has seen the Tate's highest percentage of balls coming his way. Then basically next is like Eric Ebron and then mm-hmm. Golden Tate's like third on that yeah. list.
0: You know the only problem is defenses are going to start to key in on that at a certain point, and yeah, so you gotta be you gotta be careful about that. And the thing is the Lions are going to have to play the Vikings uh, twice. Which, yeah, which yep. he's gonna have he's gonna have so a couple matchups in which you may want to be putting them on the bench. You've got and they haven't played them yet, so you've got two more matchups. Going down this season that you got to be concerned about, and that's just mm-hmm. in division. I don't know their I don't know their entire schedule offhand, but there's it, 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 he's well, he's I, he, he won't break two hundred those games he'll be lucky to he'll be lucky to put up to hit twenty in those games. I don't think he would I, just, I don't think hit 20. think
2: you you should games. have other players to be able to sub in for Marvin Jones based on where his draft value was he 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 was kind of one of those like, Late, not like later rounds, but maybe like the sixth, seventh round pick around there, maybe, and depending on which league you're in. But yeah, he was one of those players that you're not. He's not definitely. He was definitely not your number one wide receiver going into the into the into this year. So basically, you should have somebody in the round the top top ten, top fifteen wide receivers that were projected this season starting your roster. So he's definitely just a great player that has obviously showed blown blown onto the scene from. Kind of not really out of nowhere, but it's just interesting. Just good to see another top receiver emerging. Yeah,
1: one guy that it was good to see him bounce back week three, you know, he publicly was saying he needs to get the ball, and that was Emmanuel Sanders. So that'll be a guy to maybe look at. He is on the road against Tampa Bay, who does not have the best pass defense. So that's a guy you could possibly look at maybe jumping to the top 10 this week.
0: I think it's possible. Emmanuel's an interesting guy. Um, I don't know if you guys, if you touched on the trade that we had did you guys you didn't touch on it yeah so i mean i traded emmanuel to you in a a deal and he definitely was someone that even when i traded him i knew that i thought he had potential which he did show in the trade you know i got ty back from you which uh, is a piece involved in it which again another player that i thought had potential and we saw him show that this week so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: those are two players i think that coming off of big weeks could definitely re. Uh, repeat their weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll just touch base on that trade. It was I need a running back. I ended up training TY Hilton and Delaney Walker and I got Melvin Gordon and Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, um, so I
0: mean I think that was a pretty good trade all wow. It's
1: good both sides, you know, I need a running back and Melvin Gordon had a okay week, which is good and I mean Emmanuel he put up seventeen
0: a, points. Yeah. That's a I I would take seventeen from my running back. Yeah, and then Emmanuel Sanders week. had a
1: really big week.
0: And then, you know, i got T.Y. who put up 31 for me. Delaney ended up sitting on the hamstring, which wasn't a big deal because I had Fleener who finally had his connection, which was nice. But, uh, you know, I'm happy that they went ahead and and sat Walker. I'd rather him come back really nice and strong and healthy this week than him tweak anything. So a pretty good trade all around, I think. Both uh, Emmanuel and T.Y. showed that they could do it. Gordon kept it up, and... Walker, who didn't play, wasn't really a bust for me because he wasn't going to start this week anyway. So, all in all, I think pretty
1: good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on receivers, Andrew?
2: Um, it, it's it's going to be kind of interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of receivers in kind of around the between the around like six and ten area that have like really good good matchups. Yeah, you know, like DeAndre
0: DeAndre Hopkins in there, I think.
2: Yeah, you got some, you got some some definitely top receivers that are not in the top five. That have good matchups this week, and they can definitely blow explode onto the scene with some definitely good numbers. So it's it'll be interesting to see what's going on. Especially, you don't know what, whether or not um, obviously Tennessee has a decent defense, but obviously I think Hopkins and Osweiler are going to want to bounce back against that from that embarrassing loss against the Patriots. Yeah, and I
0: mean even in that loss, you saw Hoff, I mean Hopkins put up nine points in the PPR, and for how. All over, they were with him with double coverage and everything like that entire game. That's not a bad performance. Uh, Belichick's known for taking out top receivers or taking out top people, so uh, I mean he made some he made some circus catches and that's what he's known for. But that I mean that makes that makes me happy going forward with him knowing that he still got that in the tank and everything.
1: Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead, We're gonna move on to our final position to talk about, and that's gonna be tight ends. Um, The number one tight end this week based on projections is uh, Jordan Reed, who's going to be at home against Cleveland, so that's a really good matchup for him. Hopefully he can have a good bounce back week, get a touchdown. Um, then Number two guy is Greg Olson, who's on the road out against Atlanta. Number three is Travis Kelsey, who is on the road against Pittsburgh. Number four is a, a little bit of a surprise, and that's Dennis Pitta, who'll be at home versus Oakland. And then rounding out number five and six with the same projections is Kobe Fleener at San Diego. And then Rob Gronkowski um, against Buffalo. He's an interesting guy. He obviously burned a ton of people week one. Um, it's going to be based on if he plays, then how many snaps he plays, because if he plays a lot of snaps and they use him for passing and not just blocking, then he's a the guy who will always be in that top five. Um, who Who do you guys, is there any names I didn't mention or a name I didn't mention you guys would like to talk about at tight end position?
0: As a Redskins fan, I'd like to see Reed bounce back and, and show up in there. Uh, matchup's favorable. It's uh, it's he's definitely primed to have a a bounce back game, but it's uh, you know the one thing I know about the Redskins just from being a fan and watching you, you just never know what you're gonna get for sure. And uh, the matchup looks great, but I mean, and even for Cleveland, Cleveland hasn't for as bad as Cleveland can look. They can also look decent like halfway decent at times uh they gave Miami a run and and that Miami played that game for them, yeah, and you know that Miami defense struggled uh didn't 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 do that great against them, and the thing is I mean that Miami defense is the same defense that played uh Russell Wilson earlier in the year and you did he played strong played well I mean granted that o line there was bad but uh. It's, it's also Cleveland we're talking about. So Cleveland put up and did all right. Uh, so that game might not be as big as a blowout as we think. I definitely think Cousins is going to be throwing the ball. Reed has a lot of potential. I'd love to see the bounce back. I know Reed owners would like to see it as well. I'm not sure he ends as the tight end one this week, but I think he can, I think he can be in top five. He's definitely primed and, and has strong possibility to end up there.
1: Yeah, um, one guy, you know, I think Rob Gronkowski, It's honestly just depends on how much they use him. That's a tough guy to do right now because he's not a guy that you have in your roster. It's like, I'm just, I need to bench him. He got me a donut. Like That's just really hard to gauge how much they're going to use him. Um, and it's also
2: tough. Based maybe
1: on if the, you have a good second option, you don't start him because they are in bye after this week and Brady is back the week afterwards. So if you have a good second option that you feel way more comfortable with, because you don't know if Gronk is going to play. He'll definitely play more than he played this last game. Um, but, you know, Gronk is a guy you got to definitely monitor this week and figure out what you're going to do with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're playing Buffalo. Uh, I think Rex Ryan is has a lot of experience dealing with the Patriots, dealing with Gronk. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I think, I think the thing about Gronkowski this week is if Garoppolo plays – and Gronk plays. There's more value.
1: Yeah.
2: There, there definitely is. Uh, yeah, Nate, if Nate Brissett if, does play, I mean, we had, Jacoby, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. That's what it was. Yeah, but if Jacoby Brissett does play, it it's gonna be more of a kind of a scramble scramble game kind of, based on it's just gonna be he want they're gonna basically just try and figure out a way to get down the field. That's basically what it's gonna be because obviously he's not able to really kind of control the offense like how. Garoppolo was. He's already because Garoppolo obviously had time to be able to learn the system, and obviously Brissett is just kind of just trying to wing it at this point, just to be able to do the best he can with what he's got right now. And obviously, if, if Gronk obviously going to be a little bit more healthy this this week, considering the fact that one is he had it was like ten days rest because he was on Thursday night football, he played Reese the week before. So yeah, it, it'll it, be interesting to see what definitely have to monitor it through the week. Yeah.
0: If Reset's the QB, don't be at all surprised if the game has a similar storyline to yeah, Week more 3. Yeah, more of a defensive than Now, he will probably see more targets <laughs> and be more involved in that game, I would think. But, uh, you know, don't be at all surprised. Like you're saying, with the bye coming up and Tom Brady coming back, they're definitely not going to throw Gronk out there and put him in too much harm's way and throw away their season over a Week 4. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, So expect him to be kind of a distraction to a certain extent and try to open up the field for for some people. He'll be out on the field. He'll probably block, and don't expect too much. Now, if they get him into the red zone and he can convert on a touchdown, that's great, and there is that potential, I think. But don't expect them to target him early and often. Expect for them to look to him on key third downs, in the red zone, you know, those type of opportunities. That's where they're going to go ahead and probably cut him loose a little bit more. But, uh, you know, on first down plays, don't expect him to be streaking up the field
2: and, you know, getting clobbered by safeties or whatever. It's going to be one of those games where – it's going to be one of those things in my, I feel like with, with Gronk. It's, it's going to be whether or not he's able to get enough – targets with obviously the offense cuz they're going to be want to focus more on the run. So obviously they're going to do a little bit less passing and plus Gronk it's more or less you got to keep that you got to keep that idea of that high ceiling. You got to lower to lower the expectations cuz obviously without Brady under the helm, Gronk is only can only be expected to produce so much. He has a limited capability with with his quarterbacks he's got. Obviously Garoppolo is a better passer, so if Garoppolo does play, Ex- expect him to have at least a decent game as long as he's be able to f- play a hundred percent, hundred percent of the snaps like a, he would normally would. Mm-hmm. But obviously if Brissett's playing, then expect the keep your expect- expectations a little bit lower. Yeah, um,
1: a guy who could maybe jump to that top five, and ever since Bradford's become the quarterback, he's been throwing the ball to him. That's Kyle Rudolph. Um, he's looked good his last two games. He's got touchdowns of back-to-back weeks, and he looks like he's getting targeted a lot more. Him and Stephon Biggs definitely look like Bradford's favorite targets. He's a guy who can jump in there. Um, based on if Antonio Gates plays or not, Hunter Henry could have a solid game against New Orleans defense. He caught all of
0: his targets. He did have the fumble that hurt, especially late in the game. So hard to say if that's going to hurt how Rivers feels about him.
1: Yeah. That's, um,
0: that's my one caveat there.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was good to see Jimmy it. Graham We're back have a good week. Zach Miller had a solid last week. And, um, I mean, is there any other more the top guys you the to about about? Top guys, Jordan Reed, Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey, Dennis Pitter, and Kobe Fleener. Okay.
0: So, uh, Delaney Walker, I think, could. You could see him get his way back in there. Uh, as long as he's plays, he Yeah, is yeah a, he, he is spo- away he's in Houston. To, he's supposed to get in there and play, uh, I would think. He's going to come back to practice. I you got the feeling that it wasn't anything massive with the hamstring. It was just kind of a let's go ahead and hold him out one more week. So I think – or not even one more week, just this week. So I get the feeling he's going to be back. I get the feeling he's going to play, and he should be pretty healthy and ready to go, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, any final thoughts on the tight end position, Andrew? Uh, it's just going to be kind of interesting to see how it goes because obviously the tight ends are kind of don't really have much, much – it's huge, exp- huge, like explosive players. You got players that are kind of like averaging around like your average players, you don't have those top five that are going to be carried every week. You got your top five name values, but obviously with injuries to either quarterback or suspensions or whatever else maybe uh, messing with his production. Obviously, you got to take into effect, and it's it's just kind of interesting. Your your top five are just kind of being a little bit inconsistent, but. Obviously, once we, once Brady comes back and once um, Kirk Cousins gets a little bit more in sync with Reed in the red zone, you'll see your top five start round, rounding out around those two. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I mean, I think you hit it on the head with that for the most part there. Pretty much in line with what I would have to say about it.
1: Do you guys have any final thoughts on any players in Week 3 that maybe we have not mentioned? or No?
0: I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... I think you're going to see there's multiple players that are in uh, have good matchups that could have bounce back weeks. Uh, we're also getting into the first round of bye weeks, so
2: yeah, the I bye know week. Packers bye, bye weeks will definitely be have, key. That so that Packers offense is going to be on bye. So yeah, that's anybody be something... that's missing that top QB Rodgers and Jordy Nelson is looking to, to the first possibly add somebody. So we'll we'll see what's going to happen. Um, it, it, it's it's definitely one of those weeks where. It, it start, this starts to actually make your make your money as a league manager, wh- whether or not you're able to play those right players that you're picking up or subbing based on, obviously, pit players being on by.
0: Yeah, it'll be a good week. Um, definitely looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody makes the right calls on their teams. It yeah, sucks when you make that wrong call. I know, Dagon, you had some this week where you uh, – you bench some thirty-plus point guys, so yeah, that hurt. Luckily, it, it wouldn't hurts have mattered. To see that happen, but uh,
2: yeah, it's one of those things. Happens to everyone at some point. It, oh no, absolutely. it's just one of those things. You just hope that if that's not the guy that made the difference in your game, mm-hmm. if you were getting blown out by like like seventy points and you had two people that did like twenty-five on your bench, then it's not going to make a difference whether or not you still would have won a loss. It's yeah. just nice to see your players on your bench produce. Mean by it's like, okay, well, I know I I can play this guy because he's obviously producing
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: so yeah I want to thank you guys for joining
1: in again Um, hopefully week four goes well for you guys Um, we'll get you guys back next week and you guys have a good one see you later